Is Bill Gates a stupid philanthropist or an evil genius? This one man seems to be the precursor to some of the worst problems the world is facing. This guy is like the angel of death. Wherever he goes, people are sure to perish. Worth more than $100 billion, Bill Gates says his biggest mistake is letting Google develop Android, one of Apple's biggest smartphone competitors. It potentially lost Microsoft around $400 billion by skipping out. Somewhere Alex Jones is having a meltdown because that was definitely not Bill Gates's biggest mistake. In fact, the very next year, 2020, Bill Gates would be all over the COVID-19 pandemic like Joe Biden on women's hair. Some might say COVID-19 was Gates's biggest failure, as his bad advice and meddling helped extend lockdowns and drive the demand for vaccines. The total economic cost to the U.S. from COVID is estimated at around $16 trillion. That figure is nearly the entire annual GDP for America and four times as much as the lost output during the Great Recession. It's also twice the outlay on all the wars the U.S. has fought in this century. However, we will not be deep diving into the COVID pandemic, which we all lived through and have listened to commentary about at nausea for three years now. That's the easy, low-hanging fruit on Gates. Instead, we're going places the mainstream media won't touch and where these so-called right-wing independent journalists are too lazy to research. So to answer the question on whether he is a stupid philanthropist or an evil genius, we're going to analyze the past, present, and future of Bill Gates' initiatives. We'll start with his failed and unethical vaccinations on Indian and African girls. Then we'll look at how he might have triggered the malaria outbreak in Florida. Finally, we'll look to the future and see how dangerous his idea to stop global warming by blocking the sun could be, a concept that the Biden White House is already greenlit. The past, vaccinations in India and Africa. Funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, a nonprofit called PATH launched a $3.6 million HPV vaccine trial. It targeted nearly 25,000 adolescent girls in Andhra Pradesh and Gujarat. They also tested it in what they call post-licensure demonstration projects in Uganda, Peru, and Vietnam. After reports that seven girls in India died, the government terminated the trial. Five of the deaths were considered unrelated to the vaccine. When it came to the other two deaths being caused by the vaccine, government investigators determined it was unlikely. However, some experts claim it's impossible to determine a cause of death since no autopsies were conducted on any of the deceased girls. A panel of the Indian Health Ministry found shortcomings and alleged ethical lapses in the trial. Chief among these was that the trial failed to get proper informed consent. Remember, these are children participating in this trial. The trial also didn't set up any mechanism for reporting adverse effects. It also didn't have a control group. In addition, girls from India's protected tribal communities participated without gaining individual consent. Maharaj Kashan Ban, an immunologist who partnered with PATH on a previous vaccine clinical trial, said, quote, The HPV trial was not handled well. The trial did not comply and meet the standards of good clinical practice. 
An all-party parliamentary panel ripped into PATH, the vaccine trial manager. According to a summary by Science Magazine, the report accuses PATH of being, quote, a willing tool of foreign drug companies hoping to convince the Indian government to include the HPV vaccine in its universal vaccine program. The report also goes after the other trial manager, the Indian Council of Medical Research, saying that they, quote, completely failed to perform its mandated role and responsibility as the apex body for medical research in the country, rather in its over-enthusiasm to act as a willing facilitator of the machinations of PATH, it has ever transgressed into the domain of other agencies, which deserves the strongest condemnation and strictest action against it. Although Merck and GlaxoSmithKline donated nearly $6 million worth of their Gardasil and Cervarix vaccines, they have been slammed for being greedy. Shandra M. Gulhadi, editor of the Monthly Index of Medical Specialties, an influential journal in India, said it was, quote, not philanthropy. He goes on to say, quote, it is shocking to see how an American organization used superstitious methods to establish itself in India. Samira Nundi, a gastrointestinal expert and editor emeritus of the National Medical Journal of India, goes even further. He says, quote, this is an obvious case where Indians were being used as guinea pigs. In the end, a two-judge bench from India's Supreme Court asserted that while foreign companies, quote, are treating India as a heaven for clinical trials, it is proving hell for India. If you don't believe me, check out the full article on this in the description from Science Magazine. Bill Gates also took his love of vaccinations to Africa. Along with Gavi and Hu, Bill Gates pushed the DTP vaccine onto African babies in the 80s. The U.S. pulled the DTP vaccine in the 90s, following thousands of reports of death and brain damage. Despite this, the vaccine was still administered in Africa. It wasn't until 2017 that the HHS, or WHO, performed a vaccinated-unvaccinated placebo study on the DTP vaccine. The study was performed by Drs. Soren Morgensen and Peter Abbey, both of whom are vocal vaccine supporters. They found kids vaccinated with the DTP vaccine died at 10 times the rate of unvaccinated kids. To be fair, vaccinated children were protected from diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, but they were far more susceptible to other deadly diseases than their unvaccinated peers. The vaccine apparently compromised their immune systems. This led the researchers to suggest the DTP vaccine is killing more people than the diseases the vaccine was targeting. Despite this, DTP is the world's most popular vaccine. Present day, the malaria outbreak. Mosquitoes kill more than 800,000 people globally each year. More than half of those deaths are due to malaria. The first case of malaria in the U.S. in more than 20 years was detected this May. Since there have been a total of seven cases, six in Florida and one in Texas. The CDC even issued a nationwide alert to health authorities about malaria in people with fevers of unclear origin. This is where people have speculated about Bill Gates' involvement. Since 2000, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has donated around $2 billion in grants to fight malaria around the world. They have given three grants to Oxitec in the last five years, totaling more than $25.7 million. Oxitec is known for their trademarked friendly mosquitoes. These genetically modified mosquitoes were released in Brazil, the Cayman Islands, and Panama to combat Zika, dengue, and yellow fever that are carried by the Aedes aegypti mosquitoes. 
These diseases were shown to have dropped by 90% in some areas. Then the company announced in 2018 that, quote, Oxitech and the Gates Foundation entered into a partnership earlier this year to develop a friendly strain that is intended to suppress populations of the malaria-transmitting Anopheles albuminus vector in parts of the Western Hemisphere. Although it was originally met with resistance, the Florida Keys acquiesced and let Oxitec release its genetically modified mosquitoes. The project is now in its third season. The usual fact-checkers were quick to squash the connection between Gates and the mosquitoes. Forbes notes several things, like how the malaria cases were detected in Sarasota, Florida, and Texas, not the Florida Keys. They also point out that while, quote, Oxitec has received support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, it wasn't specifically for this Florida Keys project. And finally, Oxitec released genetically modified male mosquitoes, which unlike female mosquitoes, don't bite. But if you have a tinfoil hat on your shelf, you probably aren't buying these fact checkers. I know I'm sure not. The future, blocking the sun. Bill Gates has been setting his sights not just on your veins, but also on the sky. He has been funding the creation of sun-dimming technology. It's exactly what you think it is. It attempts to reflect sunlight out of the Earth's atmosphere to trigger global cooling. This would be accomplished by spraying calcium carbonate dust into the atmosphere, a sun-reflecting aerosol. While some see this as revolutionary, other experts believe it comes with unintended consequences and risks. A project known as Scopex in Sweden is in the early stages of testing this idea out. The project is funded by Harvard University Solar Geoengineering Research Program. Bill Gates is one of the donors. Scopex is also financed by Fund for Innovative Climate and Energy Research, a fund for research grants co-created by, you guessed it, Bill Gates in 2007. Last month, the Biden administration released a congressionally mandated report on this sun-dimming concept. The report focused on, quote, atmospheric-based approaches to solar radiation modification, specifically stratospheric aerosol injection and marine cloud brightening. So let's review the initial question. Is Bill Gates a stupid philanthropist or an evil genius? Gates was all over Event 201, a coronavirus pandemic simulator in the fall of 2019, then, COVID hit the following year, and he was all over vaccines and the importance of lockdowns. He used Indian and African children as test subjects for vaccines. Then they started getting sick and dying. He releases mosquitoes into the air in Florida. Then the first U.S. case of malaria in more than 20 years is found in Florida. He obsesses over climate change, but now his sun-dimming idea has caught the attention of the White House. So how does Bill Gates do all these damaging activities and essentially get away with it with no one knowing about it? Well, it's easy when he owns most of the mainstream media. So how does Bill Gates accomplish all of these damaging initiatives and actions and essentially walk away scot-free in terms of the press and the American people knowing what's going on? Well... It's easy when you basically own part of the government and a large part of the mainstream media. In 2019, Bill and Melinda Gates launched the Gates Policy Initiative, a lobbying firm that pushes issues their foundation has been working on for years. And when it comes to owning the news, they do the same thing. Listen to this excerpt from the Columbia Journalism Review just a few years ago. Quote, 
I recently examined nearly 20,000 charitable grants the Gates Foundation had made through the end of June and found more than $250 million going toward journalism. Recipients included news operations like the BBC, NBC, Al Jazeera, ProPublica, National Journal, The Guardian, Univision, Medium, The Financial Times, The Atlantic, The Texas Tribune, Gannett, Washington Monthly, Lee Monde, and the Center for Investigative Reporting. Charitable organizations affiliated with news outlets like BBC Media Action and the New York Times' Media's Cases Fund. Media companies such as Participant, whose documentary, Waiting for Superman, supports Gates' agenda on charter schools. Journalistic organizations such as the Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting, the National Press Foundation, and the International Center for Journalists, and a variety of other groups creating news content or working on journalism, such as the Leo Burnett Company, an ad agency that Gates commissioned to create a new site to promote the success of aid groups. In some cases, recipients say they distributed part of the funding as subgrants to other journalistic organizations, which makes it difficult to see the full picture of Gates's funding into the fourth estate. If that wasn't enough, the article goes on to state, quote, The foundation even helped fund a 2016 report from the American Press Institute that was used to develop guidelines on how newsrooms can maintain editorial independence from philanthropic funders. A top-level finding? There was little evidence that funders insist on or have any editorial review. Notably, the study's underlying survey data showed that nearly a third of funders reported having seen at least some content they funded before publication. Now, this is all for America, but what about internationally? How could they get away with the DTP vaccine in Africa? Well, it's easy when you own their media, too. Listen to this excerpt from the publication Medium on Bill Gates's media influence in Africa. Quote, in recent years, Gates Foundation funding made it possible for the South African newspaper, The Mail and Guardian, to launch the largest health desk on the African continent and also enabled the U.S. edition of The Guardian to run a solutions-oriented series of stories on homelessness in the United States. The Global Media Partnership has also collaborated extensively with other major outlets, such as Der Spiegel, El Paz, The Financial Times, and Al Jazeera. The verdict? I render Bill Gates an evil genius. But not the genius you think. He isn't a doctor. He doesn't have a medical background. He got his start in life by being a Nepo baby. So he isn't smart. He's an entitled elitist. He is only a genius at being evil. And that he has in leaps and bounds above almost anyone else in the world. Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next week for an all-new episode. In the meantime, follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Instagram, Truth Social, Twitter, and Rumble.